0: Welcome to You're Still Doing That, where we talk to everyday people about their childhood joys that have endured into adulthood. Sitting next to me is... Jared Campbell. Welcome to the show, Jared. And Jared, what do you still do now as an adult that you did as a kid? I make movies. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to have a little...
1: (laughs) But, like, the second that movie came on the screen, my mind was blown.
0: All right, welcome, everyone, to the fifth episode of You're Still Doing That, where everyday people can talk about their childhood passions, and tens of people might actually hear them. Uh, With us today is Mr. Jared Campbell, and we'll be talking about our love of film. Um, Jared, uh, what is it that
1: you currently
0: do for a living?
1: I am the general manager of Spring Lane Cinemas here in Sanford, North Carolina. Uh,
0: we are currently sitting in the, uh, hallowed halls of Spring Lane Cinemas, uh, deep in here podcasting and we're talking about all things that we love of film. Now, Jared and I, uh, this is really our first, second time meeting each other face to face in real life. And, uh, Jared made a movie called Rosemary and Sage. Uh, which is a great little film, and so I reached out to Spring Lane Cinemas on Facebook asking if they'd ever show it on the big screen uh, one more time before the second movie's coming out here pretty soon, and they messaged me back, and uh, I started talking uh, to Jared uh, over Facebook and messaging, and then I met Jared for the first time last week when I came here with uh, some school kids from Lee County Schools, and there he was. Yep, and always we here. Came to watch Elementals, which was a great little flick. I Highly recommend it if you guys like watching all the kid films. It's a great one. All right, Jared. So let's get into it. Uh, so Jared, let's um, let's start at the beginning. Uh, when did you finally start to realize that you really liked films? I was four. Uh, I, I don't remember anything when I was four. Surprisingly, (laughs) everyone
1: says, how do you remember these things? I'm like, you just don't forget something like that. You don't forget like the, the spark, you know? Uh, it was, it was 1995 and I kept seeing advertisements on television for toy story. And I just thought it looked so cool because I'd never seen anything look like that. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. And my parents are like, oh, we'll we'll go take you. We'll go take you. So they took me to the Sycamore to Dairy Cinema. It was Sycamore 5 is what they called that. It was in Fayetteville. Uh, It's no longer there. It's been demolished. It was a church for a little bit uh, in the 2000s. Um, But... I at the time like I was already attached to the characters. I like already had toys, already had trading cards. Right. And the movie hadn't even come out yet. <laughs> I just, just love the aesthetic and how it looks. So, I uh, I saw it. It was the first time I ever been to the movies. Wow. Uh, was, the screen, you know, it just it's just so huge and there right. Was, it's just dark and it's cool looking. I was—I didn't know what was going on. I didn't—I didn't. I was like, "What are we doing? What is all this?" You know, my four-year-old self didn't right. understand the concept, but like the second that movie come on the screen, my mind was blown. I, it was incredible. Yeah, well, Toy
0: Story was a game changer when yeah. it came out. Nobody'd seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a great first film story. That, uh, yeah, Toy Story was was mega. I think it changed that for a lot of even adults yeah. watching. It's like I've never seen this before. Yeah.
1: And it's still just as incredible as it was back then. It's, oh, yeah. It's, oh, man, I love it. And it just it blew my mind. And I, and right then and there, I just loved going to the movies. That's what started it.
0: Yeah, and the music for that one, too... When it came on, and then you hear that you got a friend, yes. Didn't yes.
1: Me. Who doesn't love Randy Newman? Oh my goodness, he's a terrible uh, singer, but he's great. I was gonna say he's
0: <laughs> that is the clearest choice, easiest choice for people. You can have a terrible voice and have a hit song. You just listen to Randy Newman. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a good singer, but it, it's perfect for no, that. He makes bops, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, so, as a kid, what were some of your favorite actors? Uh, let's see.
1: You know, I didn't, it was interesting because as a kid, I didn't really think about actors or who went into them or what was, uh, who was performing what, uh, but I will say there was one person that did stick out with me, and that was Jim Carrey.
0: Yes. Uh, how can you, you can't forget Jim Carrey when you see one of his flicks.
1: Yeah, I was obsessed with The Mask because it had come out the same year as Toy Story. Oh. Or, oh no, no, I think it came out a year prior, but like my parents had rented it uh, and they usually – and because if a movie was too risque, they would put the couch in front of the television that blocked my bedroom door uh-huh. so I couldn't see it. But, of course, my I, I'm peeking over there. Peeking like, over, yeah. And I thought it was just hilarious. Like, yeah, Who is this person? And then they were watching, like, Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. And it was just – to me, it was just – just to see his antics just crack
0: me, crack Talk me up. Talking about Ace Ventura. That was another flick that once that came out, there was uh, – you know, everyone else was trying to be just – as uh, uh, crazy as Jim Carrey yes I mean no one had seen that kind of that style of comedy before Mm -mm. Uh, yeah man Ace Ventura and the mask definitely Ace Ventura that one yeah him coming out of the rhino yeah Uh Oh, my goodness. Uh, just everything about that film was just nuts. It was crazy. Absolutely. Uh, what was your theater as a kid that you went to? Uh,
1: it was the one in Kendale. And uh, Kendale Cinemas, it was uh, here in Sanford also. Um, I used to go all the time, yeah. all the time. I, I remember every single film that I had seen there. Um, but sometimes uh, if I didn't, if I wasn't there, we would go to uh, Crossroads 20 in Cary. Yeah. If we were yeah, out of town. Yeah, that was
0: the same for us. Uh, well, we ended up going to Crossroads quite a lot because the Sanford Theater, uh, well, by that time that we were traveling to movies when I was a little older mm-hmm. uh, the it was a dollar theater, the Sanford theater yeah was. yeah
1: the, the so. the, well my theater could kind of run them out of business a little bit I, right like I, like I wasn't there when it happened so I don't feel I have no guilt for that <laughs> but uh, but yeah no it was uh, it was crazy because I because uh, Kendall started kind of going downhill a little bit and my parents wouldn't want to go a there bit.
0: anymore. oh my goodness yeah I remember watching the first the, the biggest movie I ever saw at Kendale was the first Spider-Man when it came out. Mm -hmm. And we went to go see it, and there was mobs of people out into the driveway, out in the parking lot, or everywhere. And Mm -hmm. we waited forever and ever and ever to get in there. There's nothing like watching Tobey Maguire be Spider-Man with a big giant stain on the screen where someone had thrown a uh, drink or something at some point, and then that stain's there for, like... For, they don't come out. For, nope, they just stay. It was they there for. They don't come out. We have one on one of our screens,
1: unfortunately, and we have tried everything to get it out. <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> I kept thinking, can somebody steam that or something? No. We even tried to, like, because the, the, the... Unfortunately, I think that we probably could have successfully cleaned it off had it had been a different theater, but we have silver screens in four of our theaters so that they can project 3D images. Right. And that silver comes
0: off. Oh, no. It's so bad. And Ouch. that ruined
1: the 3D quality of the picture, which we shouldn't be playing 3D movies anyway, but that's just my personal opinion.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like 3D movies. Um, you know, if, as long as it's not like, like, uh, you know, where they do uh, stuff coming out at you, uh, trying to scare yeah. you. And, and, I mean, those are fun, but if I'm going to watch a movie, I, just 3D, just mm-hmm. make it just incorporate immersive. immersive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Avatar does that. That was the first 3D movie I saw, like legit 3D movie. Was when the first Avatar, and I saw it here. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, I don't mind 3D all that much as long as it's it's. If done it's that impressive, way. I'm all about it. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's done that way. But all right, uh, Jared. Um, so, as a kid, what were your favorite kind of movies to see? What did you like? What were you, what made you get excited about? Oh, uh,
1: I just I love seeing. For, I don't know what it was but there was a moment in time where a lot of shows that I watched on television started getting uh, film adaptations uh, the Rugrats movie yeah uh, inspector Gadget is my all-time favorite cartoon character so I'm super it. excited like more than excited to see them get a film and it was awful it was absolutely awful and as right. a kid I didn't I didn't realize it as a kid but right. growing up I'm like wow I I'm so sorry for whoever I dragged to see this <laughs> uh, and uh, what else was that? Uh, it this is a this is a real Really random one, but I got really excited when Doug got a movie. Is the oh, Nickelodeon's Doug, yeah, yeah. Doug? It was Disney's at the time the movie had come out, but it just made me very, very happy. I was very excited about it. I
0: don't know if you guys can hear it, but we are you might be able to hear the the cries of uh joy and excitement as movie patrons are <laughs> uh, or even the whatever they just saw, which I love that sound. I do too. I love, um, I'll save that for later if I remember. I was a little. I'm starting to get sidetracked here. <laughs> I don't think about memories. All right. Uh, Jared, what were your favorite concessions? Oh, uh, Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of Crunch. I don't think I ever had Bunch of Crunch. Oh, it was
1: so good. It was a theater exclusive back in the day. Um, you could not get Bunch of Crunch anywhere except for in the movie theaters. And then eventually video stores started carrying it, like Movie Max and uh, Video Wiz uh, yeah. uh, they they Movie started. Movie Max is things. dear
0: to my heart. That was I was there for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you mentioned them. So uh, I love Movie Max. So I always wondered, uh, we would wondered how long the video store would stay around. Oh, when streaming came out, we were like, oh no, we're all gonna be out of a job.
1: <laughs> I, it 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 breaks my heart every time sure I enough, go by and see uh, That that is not Hollywood Video anymore.
0: Uh, there's a I got a picture of me. There's a red box outside of Walgreens. And I took a picture, I'm hugging it. Like, oh, this used to be my profession, and now it's all in a metal box. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And those are starting to get phased out, too. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the whole uh, CDs, DVDs, all that stuff that when you have to put it in your hand, that's all disappearing. Everything's Mm -hmm. digital and in the ghost, or or in the cloud, I should say. All right, uh, Jared. So when did you start... Uh, taking notice of the people that made the films, the directors, the writers, the composers, yeah. actors. When was it that you started to say, ooh, yeah, there"? I remember this director. I remember this actor. When did that happen?
1: This is, is going to be a very interesting story because I should not be watching things like this when I was this age. But uh, I was probably about, I was 12 years old and my aunt had come over and she was like, hey, do you watch horror movies? I'm like, no because no, i was still terrified of them like one of my, my my biggest fear was going into the video store and accidentally somehow wandering into the horror section because uh. the covers are absolutely right? just horrifying mm-hmm. like they're just so many like I, and i still have them engraved into my brain today um
0: oh, i can tell you where every single one of those movies were a movie max i had it all, yep. the whole place m- memorized where they were
1: yep it was oh man oh that, that, the, the nostalgia is just flooding my brain yeah. right now it's, it's, I remember just having the video games were up against the wall yeah. all the way at the end and then uh, yeah but we uh, um, my aunt uh, brought me a copy this was 2003 at the time my aunt brought me a copy of Freddy vs. Jason and yep. she was like look I know you don't like horror films I know that you're afraid of them but you can literally knock out two birds with one stone with this right and You've, I'm like okay well, two I mega
0: it, series it, and in this. one film I I loved it. Yeah,
1: I thought it was just uh, it was it was it was hokey and dumb and absolutely violent. I don't know what it was about the violence, but like it just it, like I really dug it. I was like, this is just ridiculously over the top because things just aren't like this, right? And I was like, huh, maybe I can finally put my fear of movie uh, horror movies to rest. And out of all of the content, out of all of everything getting thrown at me in that insanely terrible film, Freddy was the one that stuck out the most. Right. He like Robert England as Freddy Krueger is iconic. Iconic.
0: Now, I got to tell you my first rated R movie that I ever saw was we were at, I was I don't know whose house we were at, but they had rented uh Nightmare on Elm Street the first one. The and classic. they put it in and uh and I had never seen Ray. I wasn't allowed to watch all that stuff was mm-hmm. shielded from me. So I don't, I was young. Let's see, I, I got seven or eight. Mm-hmm. But that came on, and if you know the opening scene to Nightmare on Elm Street, that is By not heart. something <laughs> a seven or eight-year-old should probably watch. Oh, it's, it's it horrifying. destroyed me. I was so mm-hmm. frightened and scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the gloves from Freddy. From after that on, that may have been why I don't like horror movies now. It's <laughs> not there, that I don't like life? them. I I've still the you know I think they still kind of scare me a bit. So I usually mm-hmm. I don't watch horror movies. My wife and my kids are all like, oh yeah, we're gonna go watch. When it was redone, they yeah. all went to go see it in the theater. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I don't need to see it. My wife was the same way. And They're like, well, I was like, are you scared of it? And I was like, it just makes me feel I don't like. I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. And then they finally made me watch it uh, when you could stream it at home. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and we just watched these gory scenes one after another Mm -hmm. of just ridiculous amounts of gore and blood. I was like, oh, why are you making me watch this? This is awful. I can't stand this That could have been because of Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: I think that's what everyone's like childhood fear starts out at. Because, I mean, he
0: is the boogeyman. And they sang that song. That damn song. That still <laughs> irks me. Like, even now as an adult, I'm like, I'm not going to finish it. I'm not going to finish it. No. I'll say Beetlejuice three times, but I'm not going to sing the Freddy Krueger song.
1: <laughs> the You know, the first R-rated film that I ever saw, uh, and I think this actually ties into why I found the violence so fascinating in Elm Street, was the first R-rated movie I ever watched was Robocop.
0: I know re- I loved RoboCop. It's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's funny, yeah. and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I saw that. L- well, when I worked at the video store, I was like, I'm gonna watch everything I was never allowed to watch. Yeah, as yeah. a kid, and I was just rolling through all those horror. Well, I know I still stay away from the horror movies, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the R stuff. And there, I was like RoboCop. I wasn't allowed to watch RoboCop. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. Yeah, they're great. Um, where did you go to rent movies? Uh,
1: when I was a kid, all the way up until, I th- I think I was probably about seven or eight when Movie Max closed the location that I went to. It was uh, next to the subway on Horner. Uh, I was probably about seven or eight. Uh, probably it was, So that would have been like, what, 98, 99, somewhere. Uh, that in the sounds air. about right. Cause,
0: yeah. yeah, My myself and my brother worked at Movie Max. My brother worked at the one That Jared's talking about. He was there for a long time as a manager. And then Movie Max opened a second location. That's where Mm -hmm. I worked. And uh, my brother came over there to manage that one too. And so Movie Max runs deep Mm -hmm. in our house. I still have a Movie Max sweatshirt. Upstairs, incredible video superstore. Oh,
1: that is the best thing I've heard heard all day. Just to have anything like that is because stuff like that just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of friends and people who are interested in like uh, keeping the video store alive. We actually played a documentary about video stores here, and uh, they're like, if you have any pictures of like shirts or or cards, uh, just scan them, send them to me. I'd like to see that. No, it's in my
0: attic. Actually, I was just in there the other day looking for something. Uh, a toy car from my earlier podcast. Yeah. I was looking to show that guy. And there was the sweatshirt. It Movie Max Video Superstore. Oh, man. I was like, look at that thing. man. Yeah, I'll have to pull it down. Um, so um, who were your uh, favorite uh, early directors that when they made a film, you're like, I'm going to go see that?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. Um really tough call the ones that i really grew up with are no longer with us <laughs> oh, no. i uh when i was a kid um elm street you know it got me into west craven even though yeah. his films are not very good
0: no notoriously terrible yeah
1: the, he probably had like I, all the screams love them even three as bad as it is there's something to like about it elm street was good what the, about um, five six and seven <laughs> screams. You, know, you know what though <laughs> i gotta say though I did not hate that last one. I thought it was quite good. <laughs> I haven't seen the newest screen yet. <laughs> They're pretty good. I think Wes would have been proud of what they did. Um, but there was one director in particular. At the time that I started watching Elm Street and all these other horror films, that's when I really started getting into movies. I had the best teacher in the world. Her name was Miss uh, Miss Rook. She used to teach at Eastleigh. Um She had saw that i because at the time i was really into filmmaking i would start writing scripts and stuff and she literally looked at me and said what what is this i'm like oh i'm just i write scripts and i thought i was in trouble for like writing them on like like during school because i didn't focus on school work (laughs) i was like (laughs) i I know what i want to do with my life and she literally just takes all of my textbooks and all the notebooks and she just chucks them into the trash and she's like you're gonna write a script you're gonna to go to the library. I want you to get all the books on filmmaking that you can find because you clearly know what you want to right. do with your life. Go do it. Dude, I'm that's like, awesome. You're kidding me. Like, what? What is this real? And I, and like, it was the best. So I that from and when I was in seventh grade from 2004, uh, 2005, like I learned everything that I currently know now, all because of her. All because she pushed me to learn it. and I was see, super. See stoked. what
0: happens when teachers aren't locked up by standardized testing people. Oh, she was. The, she was the absolute. Oh, my goodness, best. they get to find what it is. Student likes and then go ahead. That's what you're going to do in my class. Oh yeah, and
1: then and uh, she when I was looking through when I was looking through films and learning about films, I was looking at some of the best of all time, and there was a poster that just because I love my favorite thing in the whole world are hand drawn movie posters. Right, I love them, and that's usually what you would see when I would go to the video store and rent movies. They would be hand drawn covers, right, and it would draw me into it. I would just love it, and. Uh, one of the best-looking posters I'd seen at the time, like, you know, doing my uh, research, was Clockwork Orange.
0: Yeah, that is a pretty and iconic poster. I,
1: and that is when I discovered Stanley Kubrick and fell head over heels. Oh, yes. I've seen everything. I know everything. I... Was obsessed,
0: yeah. Clockwork Orange was another one of those. It's like this one makes me feel kind of weird. I don't know if yeah. I'll finish it. <laughs> it. No, it's
1: definitely not an easy watch, even when I was because my parents like refused. They were just like, Yeah, you're not watching that. They had an X rating when it came out, right? And I'm like, Ooh. And I was like, Yeah, but like, man, I really feel like it could just heighten my filmmaking senses and like <laughs> show me a good movie for once. And they got it to me, they got it for me for Christmas Day.
0: <laughs> they were like,
1: Well, you know, we can't stop you because you're gonna right. find a way to do it. The internet's a thing now, so yeah. And uh, from there, it just, yeah, it was Kubrick. It's always been Kubrick.
0: I have got uh, a clockwork orange college story, but I'll, I'll tell you about that when we're done recording because oh, I, I don't know how it. appropriate it is for here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut was my Stanley Kubrick oh, yeah. that stood out. That was the first one that I watched, uh, first Kubrick film I mm-hmm. watched and then went back and started watching some of the others. It
1: was phenomenal.
0: Uh so let's see. Uh, what else do I got here for you? Uh do you have any favorite uh writers or composers? Composers yes. Writers
1: I don't really I I, I do f- pay attention to some writers um but I think everyone has something good to offer. Um I don't have anyone in particular. I'm more of a uh, when it comes to directing I really like the way a scene plays out. Cinematography I'm a huge fan of yeah. too. Um, but in terms of composers, oh man, is there even a yeah. bad one? You yeah, have? I've got
0: a few, I've got a few in mind that that I, I've got some that annoy me because it's like, oh yeah, here is uh, this person, and he did the music, I can already tell, yeah, I can hear yeah. this movie in it, I can hear that movie yep. in it. You always know when
1: it's John Williams,
0: uh, well, oh, my he's he's the best of all time, isn't he? Oh, yeah,
1: he? Uh, maybe Howard Shore, I'm not sure.
0: Howard Shore, the first Howard, he, Howard Shore. Was one of the first uh, movies. Uh, It was Independence Day. Yeah, he did music for that. Yep. And I'm a French horn player, and I remember watching that flick and hearing the horn lines Mm -hmm. being played in there. So I bought the soundtrack, and I just listened to his constantly. Mm -hmm. Howard Shore. Uh, uh, Yeah. So he stood out. That was one of the first soundtracks I bought. Yeah. Um, for the music for the uh, orchestral background. That Mm -hmm. was uh, yeah Howard Shore. That's a good pool there, um, and one that's that besides of course John Williams, um, and one that stands out is um, oh it won't come on Matt. It's going to jump in my head. Men, in, he did Men in Black. He does um, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yes. Is, his Spider Man score is yeah. one of my all time
1: favorites. Yeah,
0: his are always great. Oh, I love yeah. Danny Elfman.
1: Batman, come on.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: He's, he's the best. <laughs>
0: He's one of mine. And I like Alan Silvestri. Yeah, uh, Forrest Gump. He, yeah, he's always got neat little things, neat little melodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they always, his always like to start with a single instrument. Yeah. Oh, and, and back to the future, it, of course. And it, yeah, back to the yeah. future. Yeah, remember you have that, the little. Ba-da-da-da. And little tiny, he always starts small, mm-hmm. and then it builds and builds. He never comes at you, Alan Fester. He never comes at you full force. Oh, he's phenomenal. You just think of Forrest Gump, and you that fly, the little uh, feather floating, mm-hmm. and you just hear ba da da da. Yep. little just small, a nice little piano, little small. Yeah, he and always the does. The instruments that.
1: all come in. It's wonderful. Thomas Newman is very underrated. Yes, I was. Oh, so. find Nemo. Just every time I see it, I just I just can't imagine anyone else
0: doing it. it's yeah, Beautiful. and old John Williams is like Mike Tyson. He's going to come in and just boom. <laughs> he, did, he just – I, th- I always gonna think he's going to smack you retire. from the beginning. No, he, well
1: – He just, he did, just did of Destiny, the Indiana Jones film. Oh, yeah, Indiana Jones. Saw I watched the night. thing.
0: And uh, you saw it? Yep. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see that one. You'll love it. Uh, so I watched the thing on him, and he was only supposed to write a couple of melodies because the man's like 160 now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's super yeah. old. I mean, and I mean, you know, age gets everybody, and you can't do what you can do, mm-hmm. uh, and he was just supposed to write a few melodies, mm-hmm. and then, you know, somebody else would piece together the rest, mm-hmm. uh, but he started writing, and he says, I just, he says, I'm going to do the whole thing, and then there he is in front of the orchestra, and, uh, you know, they they play it as the film mm-hmm. is going when they make the recordings, which seems like the coolest thing oh, yeah. ever to be in that. That always seemed like a dream gig. I, was like, I could play French horn. Wow,
1: they're recording the music. That'd be awesome. My friend absolutely loves John Williams to the point—the one who runs the podcast and where we're currently sitting. We have a John Williams art piece in here that we don't have a frame for yet. We're trying to hang up. It's That'd be awesome. It's great. It's just John Williams, like uh, in the like you know conducting an orchestra, but yeah. everyone who has an instrument is like a character from a movie that he scored. Oh my god, it's, that is awesome. It's awesome.
0: I'll show it to you. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Um, the when they made the um, when the prequels for star Wars was coming out. Mm. The first one, they had made a video of when Duel of the fates was coming out and they made a video of that recording and the huge choir that was in that sound stage yeah. and the orchestra and John Williams just waving his baton mm-hmm. like a, like a Hogwarts wizard. Oh, oh man. It's it was awesome. All right. Um, so uh, let's talk about some of our current favorites. Now uh, what are your favorite films now?
1: That is a tough one You can't
0: name I know I can't name one That's my favorite That's for sure But what's what's your genre What's your bread and butter Like you like to watch
1: I still love horror Because I think It's finally back On the upswing There was that period In the there was that period in the the nineties and the two thousands, uh, where horror just was a cheap gimmick.
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree.
1: And you could ne- the, like there would probably be a diamond in the roof every now and then. But honestly, if I was to sit here and think about it, I probably couldn't even tell you if there was anything remotely good from the nineties to the two thousands outside of what Scream had done, and even that started to become a parody of itself but recently horror has been on the upswing and i think uh and even now like it's not as good as it was when it had come out but the conjuring i feel is like what started the horror resurgence Mm. uh because it was like let's put characters and story first let's actually make you care about what you're watching let's cut back on these jump scares and really focus on the tension i hate jump scares absolutely hate them oh my god very lazy but, I don't think
0: they're lazy. They just scare me. I don't like jump scares.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right now, there is a there is a director that is currently working who I think is an absolute blessing because this this man is one of the best storytellers, I think, that in, in in my 32 years of living, this man is probably my favorite director. Like, yeah. I cannot get enough of him. It's Mike Flanagan. He directed uh, wonderful shows on Netflix, such as The Haunting of Hill House yeah. and uh, Bly Manor. Uh, he did Midnight Mass, which was just incredible. If, if anyone has not seen it, it's very underrated. People haven't seen it, but it's great. Um, and But he also directed um great films like Hush um he managed to make a good sequel to Ouija and <laughs> I don't even know because the first one has like a 7 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes oh, I was
0: about to say that seems like a horrible title yeah. in of itself and his second
1: one has a 90 he's,
0: wow. he's
1: that good but the best film that he's ever done and honestly and you guys heard it here because I'll never say this it, it, I never rarely say this but he upstaged Kubrick with Dr. Sleep Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. and it, I didn't even know
0: there was a sequel to The Shining.
1: Exactly. It, it, like, it just went under the radar. It was a box office flop. Uh, and But anyone who sees it, and you've got to see the director's cut, which is a whopping three hours and 15 minutes. Wow. It is phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. I swear by Mike Flanagan. There is no one else that I would put all the cards on the table and be like, all right, this is who I'm betting on to make a great film. I mean, he's about to do The Dark Tower. I, nice. I I couldn't even imagine anyone else doing it. He's phenomenal.
0: Uh do you have a favorite series?
1: I don't know. That's a tough that's I think that's an even tougher question because there's yeah. so that's the problem with today. Too much content. There's yeah. there's you not get enough a lot time. of time.
0: There's a lot of something, yeah. And I'll I always feel like out.
1: I'm missing something. Uh my favorite uh, can it can be for is it current or anytime? No, anytime. Twilight Zone. Twilight, original and. classic, Rod Serling, do, 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 do. black and white.
0: Yeah, it's where the good stories. Dude, that is. scared the mess out of me when I was little too. I would not watch it.
1: I really think that's what got, that was my gateway drug. world I would not watch it, man.
0: My brother loved it. He soaked it all in, but he's older than me. Uh, but I was like, oh, the music mm-hmm. and all that, and then that the guy that came on, yeah, that spoke everything. It's
1: very eerie. My wife absolutely hates
0: it. And I was like, no, that's where the good stories are. That's where they began. I was like five and six when we were watching that TV and. And that, no, they were just too scary for me. Uh, even Elvira bugged me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's such a sweet lady, too. <laughs> Does not look
1: like that in person. It's so crazy. Well, no, but crazy. she even,
0: like, wigged me out. And uh, that was another thing, like, if, uh, I guess it was my brother, she came on Saturdays or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know when she came on TV. But I guess my brother was watching. Oh, Matt, get out of the room. You can't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared. So uh, let's, oh, I got one more movie question I want to ask sure. you. Sure. Um, what are movies that you think changed their genre once they came out and everyone else was trying to copy the feeling and the vibe they put forth?
1: Oh man, the most notable one and I feel like this is the worst offense that ever happened to cinema, uh Blair Witch. Yes. Everything man. started becoming found footage and it was just Dude, it, it, that is the worst gimmick. Talk you can about
0: think of. you know that film that game, film gave a shot to YouTube like no one's business. Yeah, man. I mean, because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it's Pretty what much. everybody does now. They take a camera and they just start filming everything they do. There's just no, there's nothing cinematic about
1: it. There's nothing interesting. Like I, I respect Blair Witch. I, I like, I, I totally do. What a great marketing tactic that they did. What a, what an excellent. Uh, um, I really feel like there was a lot of craft and care that went into that movie for sure, despite the onset like incidents that like everyone was just so irritated with each other but like at least with that movie they tried to do something different and new but like everything different and new they're going to someone's going to see it and say we can do that and then do it way worse right they do it for a quick buck and for so many years it i I think the last found footage movie like this trend lasted until like i think 2015 Dude,
0: we had several and then the studios were putting them out too Whereas they'd be locked in a house or something, and you'd see the security camera footage. Yes. You know, look oh, up, Paranormal Activity. And then yeah. you know the person mm. on their cell phone, and all you watched was like selfie footage and security footage and yeah. flip fact flipping back and forth between it the whole time and I was like, "Oh, like, what am I watching?" And it just hurt even worse when people would walk out of the theater and they would be
1: like, "Oh man, I need a cigarette after that." I'm like, "Is that all it takes?"
0: <laughs> is that all like is it
1: like just just a couple of jump scares and some and some screaming in the middle of the night? That's all that it takes. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Like there's so much more to horror and thankfully like again, we're back on the upswing from it where we're just we're putting stories first.
0: Yeah, I always thought that Scream was a genre changer. Yes, when absolutely. it came out, because once, because you know, horror was, you know, it was it was uh, bad effects and mm-hmm. lots of gallons of fake blood yeah. and prosthetic arms and yeah. jump scares and stuff. And then Scream, yeah, I thought I thought that one changed because yeah. everybody else. Th- Trying to copy exactly how that was. Oh, god! The parodies that came after. Yeah. Oh, it just didn't stop.
1: It was no. relentless.
0: No, they did a whole, how many of those? Um, what was that scream parody? Was scary that? movie? Oh, yeah, scary movie. There were five of those. There was. They went to the bank with scary movie.
1: Yeah, they did. The first sure one was did. genuinely funny to me, and I and the second one has some good stuff because Tim Curry's in it. But yeah, you know. yeah. But outside of that, it just again that they, they that was another trend where it was like, oh well, let's just make movie spoofs. Like airplane, yeah. but we makes had spoofs them worse. of everything after that. Ugh,
0: a <laughs> lot. Yeah, there's. I'm thinking of some of them rolling in my head now. I was trying to remember the parodies. Ugh. Uh Not another teen movie, and that one I do actually. <laughs> like. Did you like that one? It was. It's so bad. I was like, <laughs> you can't
1: not. You can't hate it because it's. They tried.
0: You know, they tried. Uh, all right, Jared. So uh, let's get into what you're doing now. Let's talk rosemary and sage. Oh boy, and uh, so. Uh, if you guys don't know what Rosemary and Sage is, is uh, Jared has made n- several films uh, in his career uh, using the good folks here at Spring Lane Cinemas. Oh yeah, and probably a few other friends and family to fill in gaps. And he's got uh, um, looking here on the walls lots of movie poster- posters of things he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so Rosemary and Sage was debu- debuted here uh, in 2022. Yep, yep, here. Spring Lane Cinemas, and I thought it was marvelous when it came out. And I was really quite upset. I was like, how did a movie get made here in Sanford by people that live here in Sanford from our local theater? It's hard to get word out. And I didn't know anything was going out. I, was like, I would have given my pinky to be in something like that. <laughs> it's, it's a fun experience for sure. Um, so how did you get the idea for uh, Rosemary and Sage? By the way, I love uh, the the herb. Last names. Yes. <laughs> spices, last names. That's really good. Because every character has a spice for the last name.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely they so, do. I love it. We um so it all it all went down uh, sometime a few years ago. I was filming uh, Saint Patrick's Day, which is my love letter to slasher films of the nineteen eighties. Uh, it's got everything we talked about. It's got the bad effects and it's yeah. got the it's got the gallons of blood. Nice it's, it's characters you don't care about. It's just they're just there for the chopping block. I <laughs> I really love eighty slashers, all the bad uh, ones, even e- the ones. Evil
0: Dead is my
1: personal favorite. Absolutely incredible yeah. series. Absolutely great. You can't go wrong with any entry. That, in that horror franchise. movie did
0: not bother me one bit. <laughs> that one did not,
1: and and that's just Sam Raimi being awesome. Yeah, true filmmaker. Uh, but when we were doing St. Patrick's Day, because St. Patrick's Day was my baby, I really took a lot of care into it. I like because I love the horror genre, and when I was halfway done with it, I'm like, damn, what am I going to do next? Because it's like you know like after this it's like my favorite thing it's my favorite genre Like, where do i go from here and um i'm you know at the theater i'm working here and there's a and there's a lot of kids here who are uh they're well let's just say for uh, let's just say that they are they're what the world considers different right and they like just to just to hear their stories and see how they are as people i'm just like well how come we're not making movies about people like this why aren't we like like why does everything have to be uh a a controversy or uh or people get angry over the way people identify themselves or or are themselves why don't we make a movie about that but instead of it being a coming out story why don't we just put it right in the center like right. the, like like normalize normal. it it should be normalized so let's normalize it so we normalize it we 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 just take these characters that that are just like the people that you see on the street, just like the people you work with, just like the people you know and love, and we're going to put a story around it. And we're not even going to address it. We're just going to make it the way that it should be, completely normal.
0: Right, because exa- everybody's differences yeah. in who they are or who they choose to be, that's I mean that's everyday mm-hmm. life. I mean, there's no reason to make a controversy over someone that chooses to do something that's different from you. Exactly. I mean, everybody makes those choices uh, mm-hmm. growing up, and it's just— yeah. It's just how life is. And You're so, born this way. You're yeah. absolutely born so, this I way. I mean, it, perfect. And so movies should reflect just how normal everyday people are. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was very excited about getting that off the ground, but I was like, okay, so what do we do? And uh, we we make stupid jokes all the time, especially dad jokes. And we were just talking about, uh, like me and people here, we were talking about puns. And I would I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know, one. Well, rosemary and sage. I was right. like That's a cool cop name. That's, those are cool. Co- I like i always wanted to do a police movie because I yeah. love RoboCop. I, I I love Blue Steel. Blue Steel was a huge inspiration for <laughs> Rosemary and Sage. One of my favorites. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself. I'm like, you know what? Like, what if we made a comedy? But we made it. To, like we inc- we made it. We made it with inclusive people. But we also brought inclusive people on to help me write it because you know I'm I'm right. I, I'm I. I'm straight. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't want to offend anybody. So I want to get people who have lived this and know it and and make it feel correct and do it right. right. So I brought a lot of people on and we sat down and we were talking about it. And I was like, oh, I want it to be a cop film. I have a story for it. This is what I want to do. Um, we had a meeting in here, actually, it was like 32 people in here, all wow. just sitting around and we're just like, how do we do this? What do we want to do? What are some ideas we have? we written stuff down on boards. We've written, everyone had like their own notes and we all came together. Um, that was, that was November of 2021. Uh, we had just finished St. Patrick's day and we also just did a, a short to accompany it. It was a Western, uh, Fun. it was a, a ghost yeah. story Western and, uh, we were like, well, what do we do next? And that's when we said, why don't we just do the cop movie we've been thinking about? And after the meeting, uh, we uh, started getting to work on the script, and it just it became what it is
0: today. That's awesome, man. I love that you had so many people that are willing to jump in on your projects, too. It didn't used to be this way, either. Uh, when I was a kid growing
1: up, I was hella bullied yeah for being the way that i am because i like because i used to bring my camera to school sometimes just because i just love experimenting with it like i mean look at all these shots now that's just
0: common day isn't it yeah
1: yeah i literally um and a lot of people don't know this but like i dropped out of school because i was so heavily bullied like i never made it past ninth grade
0: everybody films everything everywhere they go now yep but now back then it was weird i got people threw rocks at me Rocks, like I was like, is this it, chapter
1: one? What are we doing here? Like, I'm literally getting beamed by rocks, called every name in the book because everyone's just like, "Oh, you're you're weird. You're you're just why are you doing this? This is this is stupid." And I'm just like, I don't understand what I'm uh, doing. Why do people
0: here. have to be afraid of things that are different? Yeah, and that's what that hurts literally. And uh well, always the 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 people who do something first always have to go through all yeah. The heartache and Mm -hmm. stuff. But now, uh, those same folks that are throwing rocks, I guarantee you, they got cell phones and they walk around and film and stuff and film yeah. with other people. Oh, we're friends now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know what? And I love that. I love that Like we can grow as people and and realize, hey, you know what? I was in the wrong. Let's make it better. And they've helped me on a couple of films. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I guess because they didn't really know what I was doing. So when they saw what I could do at the time with limited technology, because, I mean, digital cameras were such a new thing at the time, too. Yeah. Uh, everyone was like, whoa, you did this? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, huh? okay. Uh, like, How do I help? and um after a while like but i was still like the, the bullying still continued and i just couldn't find anyone i had no friends i had no one interested in doing the things that i wanted to do like i but i was like if i'm going to make movies i gotta have like a team i don't have a team of anybody. yeah you
0: gotta have you gotta have a, a little crew that's yeah. for sure
1: so i started working here because i was like well i love movies maybe i can find people here that love movies so started working here i was an usher when i started And I worked my way all the way up to the top. But during that time, I've made so many friendships in the last 12 years. And everyone was just like... Because I I even quit filmmaking for five years from... When I started here in 2011, I did not make a film until like uh, like 2015. And that was the... Honestly, the first... What I would consider to be the first movie I ever made was uh, Omar, which is very very obscure movie now i don't have it posted anywhere because i don't, I don't <laughs> own music rights yet but right. like i'm working on it but yeah no like uh it, that's that movie started out with a crew of eight people nice and uh
0: rosemary and sage we were up to 32 man that's the hardest thing to do is to get people yeah right because i can't I go, pay them no. <laughs> right No. <laughs> i'm just like it's just following it's like it's, it's like community fun. theater <laughs> yeah or community orchestra community theater we're just all out here doing it for yeah. fun yeah that's the hardest thing is they get people there and all together yeah. and they have the time to do it yeah
1: anyone who has ever been a part of any of the movies I do they've all worked here at some in some way shape or form they have been here they've worked here I've known them here they've we've grown up together they love it um the the there are three people I think that really really like pushed it for me and my friend raven was one of them she loved being in the first one and loved being on all the others and she was like whatever you do i want to be involved with it i really feel like you're on to something here
0: yeah well she's a friend of this podcast because she probably doesn't know this podcast as Yeah. she will <laughs> but yeah raven is a beautiful human being mm-hmm. and when i saw her when i was watching watching your flick and i was like oh there's raven yeah I yeah. was like, oh, my God. She's. I was like, she hasn't opened her mouth yet, but she's going to kill it. She's Whatever she does, she's going to nail it. She's
1: in every one of them. And uh, my friend Isaac, of course, he was very supportive. He runs the podcast that where we're currently recording. And, of course, I've got, like, my great friends, like, uh, people who come around here. Uh, this guy named John Felix, he used to just uh, do displays here. He used to set up, like, uh, vintage toys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I used to
0: see him all yep. the time.
1: I was super impressed by him. Yeah, he's incredible. And yeah. he started coming in and doing stuff, and then he married, and then his wife started helping me do stuff. Nice. And then other people, such as, like, uh, like Sky, who was the lead in Rosemary and Sage, and Jill, They uh, they... Uh, started working here later on and they just absolutely were so enthralled by what we were doing that they wanted to be a part of it. I was like, please be a part of it. I think it'd be great. And Jill, Jill also does the makeup for us. Like she does all the special effects work. Any kind of gore that we need, she's there. And I'm yep. like, yes. I yes. love it. Oh, she's great. It's, and it's just, like I said, it started out small, and now it's just, we just got all these people, so all these talented people who just yeah. come together. And it's crazy, too, because you're talking about different friendship groups, and they yeah. all just come together and get along and have fun with each other. And it's, just, it's so cool to see us come together and create something. It, it, especially with like just how many people like are involved and have the same and they want to see the same thing at the end of the day. They just, they want it to be a success. They want it to be a great film.
0: Right. Well, that's a good, a testament to you though, and how you shoot stuff and run things. If everybody wants to hang around mm-hmm. and stick around, that should tell you you're doing something right. I hope <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, in Rosemary and Sage, what were, uh, what were some of the places that you shot scenes at? I saw, um, I saw the, a police captain's office or the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. Where was that at? Well, we really wanted to be. We really wanted the film to be successful uh, because,
1: uh, with, like St. Patrick's Day and all the other films we do when we play them here, I'm like, hey, they were shot in Sanford, but you don't really see a lot of Sanford landmarks uh, or, or or recognizable places because we're just kind of doing like personal stuff I, I usually put like film in sanford as a marketing like i guess i right. would say again because i'd be like hey look we come see it come right. c- community because the community in sanford you know. yeah. is a lot closer than a lot of people realize like the community everybody knows everybody in sanford yep. so just come support come come see what we're up to you know so i was like all right well i shot some things on horner uh we shot in bay breeze, bay breeze yeah. yeah for uh the for the the bar scene because i was like i need a bar but no one i know i don't know anyone uh, but I always tell people I say hey if I'm filming somewhere I, I promise we won't make a mess we yeah. won't do what will everything will be exactly the same as you saw it the next day I attempted to shoot at the library but they, it didn't work out uh, they're lovely people by the way just want to just reiterate that they're absolutely incredible at the Lee County library love yes. them all
0: um now I have I have a hook up there you just have a hook to up let you there? know <laughs> if you ever need to shoot. Like something in a library with books, it's, I might be able to help you out there. That
1: was originally going to be where we wanted to shoot the mayor's office and like the, in the police station, uh, but I was like, uh, "Can we do it on this day?" They're just like, "Oh, I don't know." That have to be someone there, and I'm like, "Well, I would do it when you know we're when you guys are open." And they said that would have been fine, but I was like, "But the mayor is screaming a lot, yes, a lot. There's no one's going to get work done. I don't even think the people on set are going to get work done." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, uh, but the, but that my wife works for a heating and air company and They, oh, obviously their, use offices. their building. yeah. They're just like, you can use our offices because they're not for the public anyway, so no right. one will be there. And I'm like, yes, yes, we got it an in, <laughs> and it looks great because the walls are blue and yep. I'm like, it
0: matches. <laughs> and it's that's perfect. the brightest shot in the, your whole film. Everything else is, is pretty dark, yeah, and the colors are toned down, mm-hmm. but not that place. That place is the brightest, yeah. Of the, all. The, we dealt with natural lighting in there. Um,
1: I definitely wanted the film to be uh, all the films that I make have this grindhouse grungy filter to it because yeah. I'm like look we're low budget and I want it to look good but I also want it to look low budget so as soon as you see those grains and the scratches you kind of know what you're getting into right. you're like oh man we're about to see a, a, a cheesy
0: 80s film I knew what I was getting into when the music started for Rosemary and yeah. Sage. I was like oh this is I like it yes yes absolutely it's on vinyl by the way go buy one please oh uh, <laughs> that's awesome All right, so you had several scenes that were in uh, a hotel room. Yes. And I think, I'm guessing, I think the hotel room was, I'm going to guess that it was uh, over by Bay Breeze, it was Comfort Ends. You're close. Or was it the old Best Western? It was Days Inn. Days in. Yeah, it was the, it the was one the in one, the middle. Yeah, the one right in the
1: middle. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, so I want it to look, and it, well, it, it, you, you see it from the outside. You're like, I wanted to look grungy, but I also wanted to look kind of nice to where we're not going to die if we go in there. So we, we shot at the one in uh, Days in. Uh, we did that in a day um but it was it was so sucky because they were just like oh you need to book two days in order for us to give you the room and I'm like oh we need one day and right. i was like but that's okay to. but it was funny this is the funniest thing that could have ever happened because all the employees they were just like hey we heard that you had an extra hotel room can we like borrow that for the night oh, and no. i'm just like what are y'all doing there they right? like we're just gonna have fun we're not gonna drink <laughs>
0: Uh, we had some uh, technical difficulties with the AA batteries that um, I didn't have ready to prep, so we're sorry about the abrupt cutoff. I would joke that it was days in, finally barged in and told us to stop talking mess
1: about their place. <laughs> <laughs> they were nice. <laughs> they were very nice, actually. They are very cool. They didn't know what we were doing because uh, you know, I only booked it for like one person, but they saw like five people come in and out of there. And we're not the, that kind of a hotel, so Yeah, and then some people, oh, what y'all doing? And I'm like, God, if I tell them that we're making a movie, they're gonna—they're
0: gonna think it's the wrong kind of movie. <laughs> exactly, and they did. They did. Everyone who asked were just like, oh, what you doing? Oh, we're it's just a shooting a movie. It's like, what kind of movie? Well, sign this form, and then you can be in it.
1: <laughs> this is one that you will not find in what used to be the Yellow Bookstore on Horror. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, we always yeah, the Yellow Bookstore. I always yeah, always called it yeah, the Yellow Bookstore. The the uh, the learning center because it was ABC whatever was the name of it <laughs> we learned a lot the alphabet <laughs> store uh, yeah alright so uh, so I gotta ask you when I was watching Rosemary and Sage there's a scene there's a car chase where the guy leans out and he shoots the window out yes. of the, the, uh, the car mm-hmm. so you can see the window shards uh, going in like the camera's in the back seat mm-hmm. and the shards are coming in mm-hmm. so how did you get that shot uh,
1: okay so the 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 craziest part about our films are that they're all single camera, so I'm holding the camera at all times during every movie that we make.
0: Uh, what kind of camera is this?
1: It is a Canon T7i, ooh, a Rebel that, T7i.
0: Ooh, Rebel, yeah, uh, that's an upgrade from my iPhone 12 that I shoot with. <laughs> I, the iPhone 12. Is, hey, people
1: shoot movies on iPhone 12, um, but I really uh, I really love the camera. I've been using it since uh, our third film, um, and we. I basically like any – it's, it's always difficult with a single camera setup because I'm literally like having to move it all the time. If I want a shot, I'll have right. to move it and take a shot. If I, like even when we were in the hotel, I'm like jumping on the bed, getting the shoulder shot from behind, jumping off the bed, jumping back on the bed, jumping off the bed. And now I'm at that point where like to speed up the process of it, I'm like I've set the camera up and that person uh, reads all of their lines so I don't have to like – you know go around and like do whatever, right. and, and then, then i and just, then i can move
0: it and then they do theirs yeah i was like why didn't i do this before right well that's like i said once you learn how to, that's one technique then you can apply it to mm-hmm. the rest so how did you get the the, yeah. the window blowing up okay so that was cgi um i edit with windows movie maker
1: xp Old school. If the oldest possible program and probably the worst program that you could edit on, but I know how to run that thing. I, anytime I tell someone that, they're just like, you're kidding me, right? And I'm like, it's the only one I know how to use. Like, Adobe is extremely complicated to me. Uh, even Filmora or any other program, it's like, it just can't do what I know.
0: Right. Well, you know where all the ins and outs are. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: when it comes to the CG effects, I do use Adobe After Effects for those. So I render um, usually the way that I do it. I'll go onto YouTube and I'll find a completely copyright-free yep, green screen. Green effects. screen.
0: I've done that quite a bit myself.
1: I'll move them over into Adobe. I'll because I can edit that easily. I know how to key and a chroma key and green screen. Over there. that, that's easy. And once that footage is fully rendered, I will take it and I will move it into the Movie Maker and then edit it that way. But um, but I didn't also, but I also wanted to not the 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 way to make CG look realistic is to do quick shots so that you don't have enough time to process the CG. Yeah, so that's why action is kind of like the best thing to use for it. So we for for the car chase, um, I got into three separate vehicles because there were three vehicles in the car chase uh, I would get into each one to get inside shots of each of the cars. Uh, and there was, uh, my friend Isaac who, uh, you know, podcast Isaac, we, uh, he has a Jeep with a hatchback. So we opened up the hatchback and my camera, I'm literally sitting in the back of the hatchback with the camera filming right. the cars down the road. Um, and for the for the glass shot uh for and to make sure that we got the shots that we needed we were all on FaceTime on our phones mm-hmm. so that I would be like okay speed up this way okay now slow down this way now move right. around on the back yeah it was very it was it was not complicated but it was also hard to hear sometimes cuz our windows are also rolled down yeah and, i could see that yeah it was it was it was a very fun shoot um because uh i mean everybody got to drive their cars and these cars are um the because uh the actress who played Rosemary uh, got the that beautiful 300ZX and uh my friend John Felix he has uh, that that was actually his limited edition Bumblebee Transformers right. car. I He's, wondered if that's what that was. Yeah, he owns one of the very few in the world and uh, he was like I've always wanted to be in a car chase. And right? it's funny too because uh the the characters in the movie that there are three villains in that movie. You got uh, and they're all they're basically like the Three Stooges in a way. Yes, they are. And they were not even in the original script. Uh, John Felix wanted to be in this in the in the movie so bad, just so he can put Bumblebee in it. That I I literally wrote three characters just to put them in. Nice. And honestly, I'm glad I did because I really felt like it added to the film. I think that they added their own personal, unique flavor to it. Now, is
0: he the guy? Uh, that tries to steal the bullet, or is he the guy with the uh, what is that gypsy English accent? Yeah, the, he's the English accent he's guy. He's yeah, guy. yeah,
1: he's actually been in every one of our movies as well, except for um, I, uh, he was not in the Western and uh scheduling conflicts. But uh, he w- he's been in all of them. He's been a staple, actually, of. Uh, of everything that we do as a matter of fact like uh, the the trademark for the company the spring lane studios yeah uh is a campbell felix company so it's me and john yeah we started this whole thing together so he's always he's always there always there very good guy but uh yeah i was very excited to have the to do the car chase any shots that you see in with muzzle flashes or glass or um
0: well really any of the effect shots they're all done by cg yeah and you can find all that stuff on youtube yeah, that I found it's all green screened and mm-hmm. someone's put it up and all copyright free. So yeah, it's so great. <laughs> I know if anybody you know wants to try to make their own thing, uh, you can get so much off of YouTube mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent free. Like music too, you can get copyright music.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a uh, there's a guy named Carl Casey who was who makes a, a great synthwave music and i loved his music so much that i was like i could use uh this music that he's already made but i actually reached out to him and he did a, a, an original score for saint patrick's day wow yeah it was very pricey
0: so definitely <laughs> recommend <laughs> Uh, let me ask you about the sound for uh, your film. Now, mm-hmm. is the sound, is it right there on your camera? Or yes. did you hit, yep? So for years, everyone has always said, sound is my biggest issue with these
1: movies because you're talking about shoestring budgets. Like, uh, Rosemary and Sage cost uh, uh, 1275 Yeah. Uh, that $1,275. Um,
0: what did you have to spend money on?
1: Uh, we spent money on... The hotel room. Hotel room. Uh, the poster, of course, because yeah. the, movie, the movie posters are all illustrated and hand-drawn. Those are very, very pricey and worth every single penny. Have yeah, you, you got to have a good things? poster. <laughs> um, they are uh, – and some of the money also goes on to props and stuff. Like, we didn't have any guns. We didn't have any badges or police uniforms. I, when so I we saw the police there.
0: uniforms, I wondered if you bought
1: those or if that was just something somebody had. Uh, we bought those. Uh, we bought a couple of them, and uh, uh, we also had gotten – a, a few new pieces of equipment, like we got new tripods, Rosemary stage. We got uh, wheels and gimbals and stuff for um for the sound. Uh everyone's always said, you know, your sound just its like there's some parts that are great and there's some parts that are not as good. It's like, yeah, you can still hear things, but the, 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 the unevenness of it. I think the next time that you do a film, you should definitely get a microphone. So for the second one, we actually did get a microphone. So the sound is much better in the sequel. But also uh, there there might be some moments that, were, that didn't come out as good as I'd hoped. Uh, but those I've redubbed. I think you'll find the sound in the sequel to be infinitely superior. We always grow with each one,
0: yeah. I didn't even think about redubbing because you surely, I guess, you could just redub, mm-hmm. have the the actress, actor come back in and yeah, mute we, their scene, and yep, and have them, uh. Oh yeah, we dubbed a couple of them it.
1: for the second one. The second one is probably the my wife was telling me cuz my everyone always says the same thing about the sound and my wife was like this is the best sound mix you've done. It's it's phenomenal.
0: I'm like, "Yes, good. We're making we're making progress. We finally we're finally where we need to be." Yeah, I bet uh, Hollywood probably does that a lot. They shoot the flick and and then they get in the head room and they say, "We need you guys to come in for some sound yep. stuff to to boost your uh
1: most, uh, I, I think most Italian horror films, which is a, a wonderful staple of that genre, uh, they are all dubbed in post, like the entire movies are dubbed uh, in post. And I'm like, that's funny, that is that funny, would be funny. <laughs> I love that, you can tell.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Rosemary and Sage 2. Mm-hmm. So, what, what's the full title of the first flick? Uh, first title is
1: uh, Rosemary and Sage Race Against Time, A uh, time, of course, right as, as the herb. Uh, there's just that play on time because I was like you know what if we name it this then people are probably going to be more inclined to watch it because it's the dumbest thing that I think right. you could ever time name is, something
0: Is time is sort of like the villain right
1: yeah time is the is basically what the the uh, group of villains call themselves the, evil organization. And the whole time we're just sitting there thinking what could this stand for and then I was like you know what I'm tired of thinking about like what, what we could like uh, what do you call it? acronym yeah. so I was like no I'm done with it just say that it's something stupid and we'll move on so there's just right. that throwaway joke in the we were like, I wonder what it stands for. Oh, it's probably just something stupid, and we'd never go back to it. I was like, perfect, perfect. We just saved ourselves. And but in the second one, uh, the, the movie's title is uh, turn back time, and not because of time travel or anything like that. I'm not going to go too hard into that right? because it, what can I do that no one else has already done with time travel? But turn back time is basically in reference to the fact that they have to basically. Uh, solve a murder from back in the 1980s that le- was left unsolved so they're so they're basically turning the clock back and like okay right. well, let's see something that wasn't there before um because so anytime we make one of these i guess time would stand for something different every time yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, awesome when does the second movie come out when can people see it
1: august 4th it will be playing here at spring lane cinemas and I'm not sure yet, but we have another screening set up in Charlotte at VizArt Video, which is the only video store still open in North wow, Carolina. Wow,
0: I didn't even know we had one in, in North Carolina. I'm i thought going that... to tell you that it is the best place on earth. I bet so. Biggest,
1: they have the biggest selection of films on the East Coast. And people still come to rent videos? They do. They wow. do. They also have a. They have a theater in there. Uh, a nice little theater that's uh, set. It's got a nice screen, nice sound. They just remodeled. Uh, there's a lot of seating in there. They got their own concession stand.
0: People they're, rent uh, enough videos that they can remodel their theater. Yeah. Wow. There's a,
1: they're a non-profit organization too, so they're basically at more of a like a library or like a cultural touchstone of just just the the seriously like just these massive selection of films we're talking VHS we're talking uh, I think I saw a couple of beta on their shelves at one oh, point wow. I, they do have a collection of Laserdisc and, I remember laser Laserdisc oh, I thought when I was little I thought
0: let's rent these that's the coolest things I've are, ever seen they are the coolest things
1: <laughs> I mean they're awful but they're so cool <laughs> yes but yeah we'll definitely be August 4th is when everyone will have the chance to see it here in Sanford and hopefully we'll get to branch out from there
0: now is it a one night thing or will it sit in the theater for a while uh, it will sit in the theater for a
1: while uh, usually the way that uh, the, the movies go here if they do well and they perform well we keep them Right. because Top Gun Maverick was here for six months Right. and <laughs> a great movie but I was to say that was a good flick Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they, but for Rosemary and Sage I know the first one stayed here for about three weeks because it did pretty okay and I was yeah. very shocked about that but I'm really hoping that we can do more this time right. uh, because it's so hard to get the word out uh, about what we do um, and I don't know why it's like it's, you know Temple Theater is very, very successful it's more of a community theater thing and I'm like we do the same thing but we're just a movie instead right? Um, but hopefully people will come out and see it it really is uh, vastly different than the original and uh, basically combines elements from all of our films from the past as, as in the one big universe like Marvel would do or like Kevin Smith would do
0: all right, so let's talk Spring Lane Cinemas. Okay. Uh, this has been, it is, well, this was, I have lived in Sanford when we didn't have a movie theater. We mm-hmm. had a point in time where there were no theaters mm-hmm. in Sanford. Uh, my wife and I and some of our friends, we drive up to Crossroads 20, Yep, and we'd movie hop on Sundays. That was our normal Sunday gig. We'd hit the first... Show at like noon, mm-hmm. and we'd see three, and we'd just skip from theater to theater mm-hmm. and make a day of it. Classic. And then when this place opened up, I was so excited. I drove by all the time, looking at mm-hmm. construction progress. I was like, "We're getting theater! I can't wait! I can't yeah, wait!"
1: We, Get we, like, like, I was foaming at this point. I was foaming. oh it was April two thousand and four
0: when we finally opened. I was here uh, every day. I I'd stopped teaching at Greenwood Elementary, and I'd be here. For the four o'clock matinee, Mm -hmm. almost five days a week, until I had watched everything that was out, except for the horror movies, by the way. The best kind. Uh, (laughs) And I would sit and I'd watch whatever was here. If I hadn't seen it, I'd see it. And I could get home and get dinner ready for my wife. She worked retail, so, Mm -hmm. so I could come and watch a flick and get home and pretend like I cleaned up some stuff. And then she'd come in, and it was so awesome. One of my favorite movie experiences was coming here to see uh, The Punisher way back in the day. And I mm-hmm. forget who the actor was that played him, but it was just a one-and-done flick. But I was the only person in the theater. Yep, it's the first time that ever happened to me. I was like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love Spring Lane Cinemas. I love coming here. Uh, Sanford, you need to come out and watch movies here, man. Yes, please. As We're a local business. Yeah, they're yeah. independent. They're local uh so it all the money stays here in sanford that you spend it Mm -hmm. doesn't fly back out to uh, a bigger corporation or anything family owned family operated yeah come here because i mean if you don't come and see it it's going to disappear yeah and i'll turn it into townhomes or something that's going up everywhere yeah
1: let's hope that doesn't happen
0: (laughs) so come in and buy some tickets and uh they can uh, help get all the new and best things that people love to see, the mm-hmm. big seats and uh, good screens and all the fancy stuff everybody loves about going out of town. Mm-hmm. Come and buy tickets, man. Keep this place up and alive and rolling and and em- employs all the local people here. Yeah, it's great. Um, Jared, do you guys have any uh, any uh, like any special things or stuff that goes on here at Spring Lane other than just coming to see the blockbusters? Uh, you know, we are really trying to do
1: new things. Um, uh, we look at all the other theaters and see what they have to offer, and unfortunately, because we're so indie and low budget, we just don't really have the the capabilities and the unfortunately the the manpower to operate like an AMC or a Regal. So we really try to focus on doing small events. Uh, sometimes I'll have vendors here. They'll come in like, Uh, have these nice little sales for their stuff, kind of give their local business a little bit of a push. Uh, we do uh, on Tuesdays, we have five dollar tickets for all movies. Doesn't matter how old the movie is, if it's brand new, you can still come see it for five dollars. We've taken advantage of that, yeah, uh, quite a bit, yeah. And uh, uh, recently we're talking about, well, this is actually going to be pretty cool. We're talking about doing um retro nights like i want to like every wednesday we'll do we'll play like an older film just something to bring in kind of a nostalgic crowd i know i know it does very well at places like alamo so we're trying to do it here uh we are in the middle of trying to obtain an alcohol license i wondered if you guys
0: were going to do that because yeah because everybody does it and the upcharge on that you make quite a bit of money on alcohol sales yeah we're going to really try we're really trying to do something new and inventive
1: and it's just hard you know covid really hit us hard uh the The attendance isn't where it used to be, but we're back on the upswing. Uh, we really just want to we really want to bring it back to its glory days, but it's just so hard with uh, with the lack of attendance and the funds. And
0: you got to spend a million dollars to fix anything. Oh yeah, no,
1: it's it's it, a lot. I know. Recently, we've had our AC problems because uh, they're still out in the lobby. They're still out in one theater that we're operating right now, but we are getting all of that fixed. It's just you know.
0: Yeah, if you guys come and buy tickets, it all moves faster.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. We really try. I mean, people do really kind of they hate us. (laughs) I'm not gonna I'm (laughs) not gonna sugarcoat it. There's I've seen the post on the Women's Sanford page. I've seen posts everywhere because I always get the emails and people send me stuff like, "Hey, you know, like people are trash talking y'all." I'm like, "We're trying, we're trying so hard. We do care about the place. There are people here. uh, We don't even have like a cleaning crew anymore. These are like we're out here at three or four o'clock in the morning making sure the place looks good for the next day." nine
0: i mean folks i mean you can complain all you want but if you don't like how something is don't complain about it go pitch in help out yeah buy some tickets yeah uh and that will uh get this looking and and sounding and smelling like the best movie theater ever. We're trying. We're but, we're yeah. on the upswing. Come buy tickets, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. And if you are that upset about how a seat looks or how a floor looks, uh, they would more than welcome your manpower to come and help clean. Yeah. I mean, if you want it to stay and want it to be nice, take an interest in it. Don't just uh, be a keyboard complainer.
1: My favorite type of person <laughs> Right
0: Come and help out If you want it better Come and pitch in man Please Alright Jared Let's get to some Fun movie questions Okay uh, What is your favorite Old movie Okay Old movie nope. It's going to be super old Or but Let's say anything Prior to the 1980s
1: Prior to 1980s So 70s and, yep. and Early
0: 30s, 40s, 50s oh, 60s, man. 70s Oh What's an old one you really love?
1: I can't even pinpoint because there's so much out there. Uh, I I really Just love. Just one that
0: sticks out.
1: Uh, oh, man,
0: there's so many. I'll give there's you so one. Uh, when I was in college, uh, the AFI Top 100 came out, mm-hmm. the Top 100 movies uh, out there. And so I was like, I'm going to watch as many of these as I can. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the flick. It was, I think, Top 5. It was Some Like It Hot. Yeah, And uh, I never watched an older movie, and it blew me away Mm -hmm. at the crazy sexist things they were saying in that that flick. And it was considered uh, like a national classic film. I was like, oh, my goodness. A product of its time. It was a product of its time. And you had men dressing up in drag to fit in with the women's jazz band, Mm -hmm. I think it was. In a train car, and I was like, man, why are so many people upset now? Exactly. And I was like, it was just considered good old-fashioned family fun back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, but Some Like It Hot um, with Marilyn Monroe and uh, the odd couple guy. Jack Lemon? Yeah, well, yeah. He was in it. I don't remember this. I'm so terrible with names. of uh, uh, The third guy. But, uh, yeah, I really dug Some Like It Hot. It was crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot out there The there's, oh man, uh, I'm a huge uh, Criterion collection fan. Yeah. I the, the, if you, if every Almost every Friday night, the wife and I will literally watch something that is in that collection. And it ranges from contemporary films. There's current films like Parasites on there. It's just that just came out recently. But uh, I guess I would say uh, The nice. Lady Vanishes is a very good yeah. one um i love uh, there's a there's a french film uh diabolique that is absolutely f- uh, spectacular one of the best shocking endings in the world uh i don't know there's there's a lot yeah. there, there's so many old films out there like i don't i don't disparage any decade i will watch a film from the 20s uh, and beyond what's a, what's a
0: movie you love but you would never tell anybody you love <laughs> I'll tell you mine. Uh, at least twice a year, I watch the Frozen's. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, let me tell you, I like I, I loved
1: Frozen when I first saw it, and then it stayed here for nine months. Oh my goodness! I am Can't I,
0: imagine. I am a sucker for like the uh, I don't know the the. The wholesome, I guess, the anti horror movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's
1: Disney, I'll watch it. it like, and, unless it's from the two thousands, I
0: probably won't do that. You give me some some good music, uh, something you can sing along to, and like save the world type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I'll be hooked on that stuff every time. You know,
1: I think I have an answer for this, and there's two of them because it's a one and two. Uh, short Circuit. Oh! It is so problematic, but... Uh, Short circuit. The the, the man who plays Ben, who was supposed to be of a different nationality, is totally a white person. Right. And, And... but and 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 I'm not saying but I'm not defending it. His character is very endearing, and he is a lot of fun, especially. Is that in the, the one with the
0: little flying robots? Yes, that he fixes and they from space or something.
1: Oh no! Uh, oh, that battery's not included. Oh, you're t- Oh, ah, this is. Oh, is this Johnny Five? Yeah, Johnny Five. Johnny Five. Yeah, Johnny Five. I just I just love it. They're very sweet movies. They're very wholesome. I do like I love all genres for all the blood and the violence and the gore that I get. If you're if you're gonna say, Hey, Jared, do you want to come watch uh, Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast? Mass will be on the couch in five seconds. I'm right. like, I love all genres, and it is, like, I like it does not matter what it is. I will watch it. it like, I will watch any if it's good, it's good.
0: I'll have to watch, um, short circuit again. I just remember uh, the girl in it. Uh, there was a girl. Now his the guy that was with him was that that was a kid that was with him the whole time right no the uh in, in the first movie it was
1: ali sheedy who was in the breakfast club
0: yeah that's what i remember and
1: steve gutenberg whose people seem to love for some reason but yeah. he, he's he's okay and in the second one uh they didn't get e- anyone back except for the person who was not the correct nationality of the <laughs> character and he was the main character in the second one but he was just a joy to watch like he really yeah. like he was a really sweet character and i'm like yeah well if it would have been casted differently i'm sure
0: the movie wouldn't be so frowned upon but like he was the guy that was like 25 yeah that was him yes yeah (laughs) but he was total probably midwestern guy trying to absolutely Oscar yeah well that was another product of hollywood too yeah all right uh is there a film that you find yourself re-watching like every year you watch it like every year you're gonna watch it again oh man is there something you Sit down and rewatch all the time? And now that is a question that I don't think I've ever been
1: asked because I just, I, I love film so much that I used to rewatch, when I was a kid, I used to rewatch several movies over and over again. Psycho was one of them. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I did watch Robocop over and over again. Um, I was a huge Spongebob fan. I still am, with the exception of what the recent seasons have been. (laughs) I think after the first movie. The first movie, I love it. I came to watch it here. I can watch that movie nonstop. It's the perfect length. It's like an hour 20. It's got a good message. It's got good animation. It's hilarious. It never gets old to me. I like
0: Spongebob in snippets. I don't know if I could take a whole movie, but I like little (laughs) highlights. The movie's very great. I mean, you got David Hasselhoff. What more do you need? Oh, yeah. First time I watched spongebob i was like oh my add is getting worse watching this <laughs> it was so fast yeah. on tv it was flip 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 the yeah. images i was like oh, i'm not gonna let my kids watch this they're gonna <laughs> turn uh, into rabbit animals after an episode they're gonna be moving so quick i used to be so it used to be
1: miles and leaps above anything that was on at the time and now it's just a shell of what it used to be
0: yeah such a shame but i did i did love um snip uh, the little uh, little snippets you'd watch here and there. That was great.
1: Yeah, I have a friend that literally like is like, I don't like SpongeBob, but when I scroll in through TikTok, I absolutely love seeing just random clips yes. out of context. I'm like, 30 40 funny. seconds.
0: Yes, it's really great. <laughs> they're great. If you could live your life as a particular movie, what movie would you like the world to turn into? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I just love food. Oh my goodness! A
1: lot, and just imagine—just I mean, you just get to work with like a rat all day, like you, a cute rat, and who makes the best food? You're set for life, man. You're set for life. You get to enjoy the food. You're set you for hang those, out with a rat until for it dies in two years, and then I'm gonna say the rat or you are gonna be dead unless than <laughs> a decade. It's so bad, like because we were watching two the other day. I'm like, how long do rats live? I was like, oh god. <laughs> It made it so much sadder. Yeah, but I'm <laughs>
0: taking care of it is gonna be under two, that's uh, probably <laughs> uh,
1: Great film though. Great film. Uh.
0: All right, Jared. So what's next in your filmmaking? business well,
1: you know uh we've done just about every genre that we could think of but everyone always told me that uh horror was my strong suit of right. course so we're going back to horror after rosemary and stage two rosemary stage two is kind of like a mix between a horror film and a, and a cop film uh because we combined elements of st patrick's day well actually st patrick's day and rosemary and sage are connected together um so in st patrick's day you have a killer running around and just slicing people up and I'm looking at
0: the movie poster now and I yeah. can see the guy's face and then yeah. I saw him in the trailer.
1: It's infinitely worse when you were in person because my god everyone hated working with that with the killer cuz it's like you're literally like in the shadows it just comes out and it's absolutely horrifying in person. Eh. Absolutely horrifying and of course everyone wanted a sequel to it and everyone wanted a sequel to rosemary and sage so i just combined the two together because right, i couldn't go. figure out like a good solid story for a sequel to saint patrick's day so i'm like all right well let's just combine the two together and we'll have the killer face off against rosemary and sage i think that'd be brilliant
0: well they did jason and freddie so yeah uh,
1: and it works yeah i and and the good news is you don't even have to see saint patrick's day before seeing rosemary and sage too um, but I think, uh, but you can kind of see the the trend too. Like with the Omar trilogy, there are three Omar movies, and with that, uh, each one they're all comedies. But they started getting more into horror as they went on. And then we made St. Patrick's Day with what we learned from the Omar trilogy. And after St. Patrick's Day, we you know we did another horror, which was the Western. And then after being absolutely depressed of horror and seriousness for two times in a row, that's when we did Rosemary and Sage. And everyone, but then I was like, it was, it was like, it was like an addiction. I started scratching. scratch. I was like, man, right. I, really, I really want to get back into horror again. Yeah. Um. So I combined horror into uh, Rosemary and Sage again just to get that taste. And now we're going back to full-blown horror. So the next film that we will be doing after Rosemary and Sage will be called Migraine. Migraine. It was Everybody's worst fear. Right. It's like, imagine. Uh, I can't give away too many plot details yet. I'm going to keep it very under wraps because we have an absolutely banger idea. Nice. And I can't wait for everyone to see it. I think this will be, this will be more along the lines of where, where St. Patrick's day and Rosemary's days, they're fun horror movies. Yeah. This one will be more like something like hereditary or midsummer because yeah. they're very, it's what, I guess that was what audiences call elevated horror. I don't really believe in that term uh, because that just makes it sound like those are better than other films, but they're just, they're just films just like everything else. Everything has a different flavor um, but in terms of the tone and what we're aiming for, that's what people can look forward to for migraine.
0: Yeah, nobody likes a migraine, that's for sure. Yeah, I hate them after this too. <laughs> All right, Jared. Uh, so I asked the same six questions to each person that comes okay. on the show. Rapid fire, just like to see what everyone says. Gotcha. All right, first one. Uh, besides your family, what's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? My wife. Besides your family. Oh, well, does she count as family? Well, everybody's going to say their (laughs) wife or their kids. I can't help it.
1: (laughs) I love her too much. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Uh... Oh, when Dunkaroos came back on the shelf. That was great. That that made my whole life, actually.
0: (laughs) Made my whole life. I was like, this is
1: so great. And then I ate one, and it was just even better.
0: All right. Well, I'll see if your same answer is for this one. What's your favorite smell? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, honestly, I actually have a perfect answer for this. Barnes & Noble. Oh, my wife would love you right now. Just walking into a Barnes &
1: Noble. I don't know what it is. It's just the smell of the paper and the coffee, and it all just—I just want a candle. And everyone's like, we I make them. Barnes and Noble
0: candle. And it's
1: not the same. And no. People always try to recapture it, but you just got to experience it, man. An old book, like even in an old bookstore, as long yeah. as it's a bookstore, I'm all about it.
0: What's your favorite sandwich?
1: Oh, oh man. Uh, Jersey Mike's has this like buffalo chicken stuff that I really, <laughs> <laughs> that I, really I love food. What can I say? Uh, I like I'm, I'm addicted to snacks and it's like a little side hobby I love doing for what's sure. What's your favorite drink? Oh, uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black.
0: Mountain Dew Pitch Black. It's
1: very specific. I know. Is it black? Uh, yeah, it's it's purple if you hold it up to the light. Uh, oh my God. It, it came. I love Halloween, of course, because I love yeah. horror, and it was. It came out as a Halloween flavor in two thousand and four, uh, and ever since then, I just kept going. Oh my God, it
0: sounds like so many. It was so good. Cancerous chemicals in one can. It was. I think. <laughs> I think I'm actually dying because it came
1: back out in January, and I'm not sure what happened, but I've never been the same.
0: Right. Um. Uh, what nugget of advice would you give your younger self if you could just say one thing?
1: Can it be? Uh, let's see. My younger self. Um, honestly, it's the it's the most it's the most basic advice. Uh, just take one day at a time.
0: Mm, that's what most people say too. One day at a time. One little time at a time. Yeah. Yep. And the very last thing to ask you is if you could nominate someone to be on the podcast to talk about the thing they've loved to do their whole life. Who would you nominate? Uh, You know what? We've been
1: talking about them all day. I would nominate my friend Isaac Yarborough.
0: Isaac, all right. I think
1: because you're two podcasters
0: coming together, talking about what you love doing the most, and I think that'd be perfect. Oh, that sounds good. We will see if we can get in touch with Mr. Isaac. Absolutely. One of the tens of people that watch this or listen to this (laughs) thing. Uh, I love it. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen of Sanford, North Carolina, and outside Sanford, North Carolina, uh, if you got some time, get your butts down here to Spring Lane Cinema. Catch a flick, buy some popcorn, get a drink, play a game. It's a wonderful uh, family-owned run movie business. They even put out their own flicks every year. You can't get much better than that. Jared, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, remember everybody, find what makes what makes you happy in your life, and make sure you do that. There's a lot of life out there to live. Take time to enjoy it. Everybody, have a good week.